0: Welcome to the Brand Ballers Podcast with Carl and Mike, where it's all about learning to build a brand that people understand. This is a really great DIY solution to get a wireless microphone for your...
1: Welcome to our next episode of our Case Study Podcast. In case you're joining us for the first time, Carl made a video for one of his clients. It's a microphone company. And we're sharing the entire process of how the video was made. From developing an idea for a good video story, to producing it, to marketing it. In this episode, I asked Carl a ton of questions related to producing a video to get an idea of what types of equipment are needed, like cameras and video editing software, because when you're just starting out, it's hard to tell. This is a very geeky episode, but I gotta say for me, some of the things that we talk about will be things that I can actually have in the back of my head when I'm filming my next video. Alright, let's do the show. All right, Mr. Carl. So last week we talked about storyboarding, and you gave us a good rundown there. And so today, let's talk about the actual filming and editing process to actually make the video.
0: Cool. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Probably the important part of it, right? Probably the very <laughs> important part of uh, making a video is actually making the video. Sounds.
1: Yeah, sounds about right. Well, why don't we start? <laughs> off, <laughs> why don't we start off with that? Like, let's talk about like production and editing. Like, what's the importance of it? What is production and editing?
0: Well, I guess what is production and editing? It, you know, I think that maybe people um, think that it's just making the video. And it is just making the video. But I guess it's more just being organized and knowing what you're going to do and um, actually going out there and, and filming it and then putting it together in the editing. And that's probably where most of the work happens anyway. So like we said, we've, we've researched, we've written something up, we've done a storyboard or something. Mm-hmm. So now we're at the point where we're going to actually create the final product and um you get that ready and then you can do the editing which actually produces the final product
1: so it's like you're gonna go into battle with something
0: right absolutely yeah now yeah. you're gonna play the game you're actually yeah. gonna, like you've got the game plan all set. now you can actually go and like play
1: okay well very cool all right so if you're gonna play the game then i imagine that you've got certain equipment and some software that you use why don't you talk about those
0: yeah so equipment wise it really varies depending on what the video is so at least for me anyway i think that if if there's if there are other people out there that are trying to get into making videos for their business or whatever, that they'll probably have just, you know, one camera, whether it's your phone or a point and shoot camera that shoots video or you know a DSLR camera or whatever. So for me, it just depends on what the situation calls for. So that particular video, this particular video that we've been talking about. It was shot on a GoPro, and it was shot on a mirrorless camera, which um, which is kind of like a, a DSLR-style camera. So those are the two cameras that I used to shoot this particular video with. Um, were they necessary? I mean, yeah, it's kind of you know what I had at the time. I wanted to show how to use the equipment, using use the microphone, using those particular cameras, because I wanted it so that people could see that any camera was possible. And So software-wise, once you get it, out of the camera and put it into the computer. I'll use, because uh, I use a Mac, so I use Final Cut Pro um, X or 10, whatever people call it, Final Cut Pro 10. So that's the software that I normally use. And then once I'm done with that, then I usually use another software which makes the file even smaller, and yeah, there you go.
1: So it's a pretty, uh, you got a process around this.
0: Sort of, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, well, all right, so so part of this, so the reason that we're doing this, pod, this case study is for people that want to market their business uh, so let's say with a video uh, let's talk about equipment that beginners would just need I mean do they need everything that you just had or do you have like here's a here's a few things that you can start off really uh, simply and they don't cost so much
0: right I mean since most people have a smartphone I would say you know that's what you would need that's the only thing you need need some sort of camera that shoots uh, HD video so uh, you know, it could be your smartphone, which probably does. Maybe you have a point and shoot camera. I have a point and shoot camera that does, you know, the 1080p HD video and it's fantastic. So you need that. Okay. You'll need some sort of, you know, audio, some sort of microphone. Okay. I right? definitely need a microphone because if you don't have the audio quality but the video looks good, people will not watch it anyway or it'll be hard to watch. Uh, maybe some sort of lighting unless you do it outside. Mm-hmm. So, you know, pretty much as long as you have the camera, you have some sort of tripod to put it on and you have a microphone, some sort of audio device, you're good to go.
1: Okay. And as far as the software, do you have to use Final Cut?
0: No, absolutely not. So if you're on a Mac, you can use iMovie, which comes built in with your computer for free, which is fantastic. you know, I could probably do most of the stuff that I do on there if I needed to. Um, And then if you're on a PC, probably, I think it's called uh, Windows Movie Maker, I think. Uh, I'm not sure of the name, but I know there's... uh, there's a free one there. And even if you don't have that, I know that YouTube has a video editor. Hmm. So you can edit your videos directly in YouTube as well.
1: How's that work? You just upload your videos and then
0: you can yeah. just... upload your videos and you can just edit right in there, right in their oh. software.
1: Okay. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah. All yeah. right. So let's go back to this whole case study or this exact video. Why don't we talk about... Maybe you can walk us through how you made the video. Like, Why did you choose... For example, why did you choose the location where you chose?
0: Okay, so um, so the location that I chose, um, part of it is because it's close by, mm-hmm. uh, convenient. Um, you know where I live, I'm just you know literally a couple of blocks from that location, so it's pretty easy for me to get there. Mm-hmm. I also know that it's relatively quiet in terms of not very many people are going to be around, so I don't have to worry about noise from you know people or cars or whatever. Um, and so that's why I chose that particular location. I think that is pretty good advice in the sense that. Um, you know, find a place where it's relatively quiet and that you can, you know, showcase what you want to do. Because that one, that particular video, I knew that I needed some distance between me and the camera. So, you know, that's why I went on the beach and, you know, could walk kind of far away and just leave the camera there and, and you know, make it work.
1: Yeah, and especially to, like, show, like, how your microphones and how well they, they can work and you can be anywhere.
0: <laughs> so, right, good, exactly. Good sound. Right? Yeah, exactly. So that's why I chose that location. But I think location is always, um, so for example, you could do it in your home. I could have probably done that at home as well. Um, When you're at home, you do have to kind of uh, plan more for lighting and, um, you know, the backgrounds and things like that. And even for that one, I had to be very careful that the background didn't have, for example, you know, a garbage can in the back. Or um, just something that would, I don't know, people may not notice it consciously, but you don't want them to kind of pick up on it and think, oh, that's not very good. Uh, kind of thing so that that was really important too
1: okay so why did you choose to do a sort of a talking head style uh, video
0: yeah I mean that's probably my preferred method of doing it mainly because it saves a lot of time if you did it where you're you know I I guess um, on the move or doing things it it does take a lot more effort to to make to be honest Uh, if you're just doing a talking head thing where you just set the camera up in front of you and you just talk it's obviously way easier. So that's why I chose that particular style. And a little bit more about the talking head video, why I would choose that over other forms. It's also because people are used to it. People are used to seeing someone talking in front of a camera in that way. So I think that for the most part, you know, you're know, you not doing anything that someone's going to find hard to watch. So I like that style. Um, like I said, also, it's just easy in terms of setting up. I don't have to worry too much about... Um, you know planning out locations too much it's just that one place I can set up in one area and I'm good to go um, you know you may not be as comfortable making videos outside and uh, you know in a location where there's people walking around there were people walking around mm-hmm. but you know so you know your location is very important for that as well it's got to be relatively comfortable for you to want to do it there um, I knew that the lighting was going to be good so I didn't have to think about lighting mm-hmm. so those, those a lot of things about that and then so those talking head videos are very important that they're lit properly. You don't want, you know, a video where you're backlit or the 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 you get these really harsh light on your face or whatever. So I wanted a talking head video because um, of those reasons, but also because the brand, the microphone brand is basically me. Right? It all the videos feature me in them, right? They have for several years now and they never had videos before. So, you know, Pretty much from the time they started having videos, which was which were the videos that I made, I've been in every single one. Whether it's been only my voice or it's been my face, I've been in every single one. So the other reason for it being a talking head type video is because they expect to see me. You so like- I am the talking head of that brand.
1: You're the godfather of the mic.
0: <laughs> exactly. That's me. Yeah.
1: <laughs> cool. Well, let's talk about these comfort levels and, and like being able to say what you want to say in front of the camera because when I try to do this stuff I definitely takes me a bunch of times I can't get it right on the first time and Carl I know that you're pretty good at this stuff so maybe it works for you but I mean do you use something on the side like do you have your lines like the script what you're gonna say on the side and then uh, you are kinda looking at your phone and then looking at the camera or how do you do this stuff
0: well, there are a lot of ways you can do it. So for example, that particular video, I only had what I what I knew I was going to say in terms of uh, using the product. So I already understood you know, what the what the problem was that people are facing, what the situation is. and I knew um, how to kind of solve it and I kind of and I also knew how to describe how to do the editing of the of the audio and, and putting it together with the video. I already knew how to do it. So it wasn't too hard for me to explain it. Um, so I didn't have to really think too much in terms of memorizing lines or whatever, as long as I, you know, when I, when I was doing it, as long as I remembered, okay, do this, do this, do that, mm-hmm. and then you're going to be okay. So I think I probably did that one, I really only did, had to do that one, I think, uh, maybe once or twice and it was done.
1: Well, I mean, that video was was uh, was longer, but when I think of these videos that are like 60 seconds or 90 seconds long, isn't it something... Like you can only say like eight full sentences, and then that's basically it. That's like ninety seconds right there.
0: It, yeah, it could be. I mean, I think it's um, I think it's about two or uh, I think it's about two hundred words, and it's approximately um a minute and a half. I think something like that. Okay. So if you're like if, if it's like anything over three hundred words, a lot of times that'll go over say like almost two minutes. Oh. right so yeah about 300 words is about 2 minutes approximately i think so for that video i mean i don't know how many words there were but i try to see i always think explain it in the most simple way possible right so whatever i do end up saying i want to explain it in a simple way so if i'll i'll do that and then i'll kind of think wait a minute that didn't sound really simple right mm-hmm. i don't think i did it as simply as i could so then i'll do it again right but for other videos where I do script it out, so some recent videos of mine, they're, they've been totally scripted, and I did those with a teleprompter. Oh, right. So I have a little teleprompter on my on my uh, on my on my camera with uh, my phone as the as the uh, device that shows the the writing, mm-hmm. and then I just read off the teleprompter.
1: Okay. is that like right? a big tool, like a big machine? Because I'm thinking teleprompters no. at the news station.
0: Yeah, it's one of those, but it's small. It like it's it's probably about a um, what is it? Maybe like a six by six sort of box. Okay. Um, maybe it's about like four inches deep by about six inches, you know, in in like you know height and uh, height and width. And uh, yeah, it's you just stick your phone inside in the bottom of it, and it's got a little piece of uh, glass that reflects up, and it's got a hole in the back for your for your camera to go into, mm-hmm. and then you're done. You can just you can use that as a teleprompter. So that's what I used for. A couple of recent videos because I knew that I wanted just to show the difference between you know using a teleprompter and not mm-hmm. using a teleprompter kind of thing so you can do it that way too where you have that but I find that if I looked at my phone and tried to memorize something mm-hmm. and then say it in the camera I can't do it <laughs> yeah so. I can't do it, it takes <laughs> it takes like it probably takes like three times as long
1: yeah.
0: yeah all right so I'd rather just have like a structure that I that I can follow or I have it all scripted out, and I read off the script, right, with the with the teleprompter. Yeah. You know, one thing that I don't recommend that is the um, is the style where you see like the talking head, but he's looking off to the side of the camera, <laughs> and clearly reading off of something.
1: Yeah. Why? Are, like, yeah. They always do this. What's why do they always do this?
0: I don't know. I think it's just lazy because they want to make it look like it's an interview, right? Even they Apple make does it it. Like it's an interview. Oh. But Apple does it well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs>
1: All right, we got an Apple fan here. All right, so yeah. how, many t- how many takes was this again? There
0: uh, Probably or- two. Oh,
1: okay. So it took yeah. you two, um, but for some people it might, I guess it takes them a, a few more. I know it would take me a, f- a few more, and that's okay. And I think what totally what the, you know, the main thing is, is if you can get some decent film, then it takes you to the next step, which is the editing process. For a film like this, did it take you a long time to edit it, to create the final product?
0: That one, it. I think on average, most of them take like a day. Okay. Um, I would say like a day or half a day to kind of do most of them. That one probably took maybe a few hours, maybe like three or four hours to do,
1: mm.
0: maybe, um, which isn't too bad, I think. Uh, mainly because, oh um, well, actually, no, that one took a little bit longer, sorry. I was thinking about another one, but that one probably took a little bit longer, probably like a good half a day or... or mm-hmm. Um, like almost a day because it was um, cutting between the two cameras.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: right. So cutting between the two cameras and then just kind of making sure, you know, that I can piece it together properly. Because like I said, I did it, I did the video twice, and so there were some bits from the first take that were better than in the second take, and vice versa. Okay. And so it was kind of like going through and kind of making it all fit together, and then I also reorganized it a little bit as well because I felt like this the the way that I had um, filmed it, I thought I could have done a little bit better if I would placed certain things at the beginning and mm-hmm. switch certain things around or whatever, so that's what I did. Okay. So the editing process is critical.
1: Do you, do you follow a certain format? Like do you try to do the beginning of the film first or save that for the end?
0: He, well, I always, um, you, know, you know, I always just kind of go in sequence. I always just mm-hmm. think, okay, what's gonna be first, second, third? and Especially these ones because it was kind of a tutorial and a how-to and a demo. So I already knew what was going to be at the beginning, what sort of had to be at the beginning, what had to be in the middle, and what had to be at the end. So I have that. But what might be interesting for people to know is that the very, very beginning where there's a little intro video and the very, very end where there's an intro video, those are just copy and pasted from you know, a little um, file that I already have. Mm-hmm. And so I just change the titles, um, I change, yeah, basically I change the titles and that's it. Right. So those the beginning and the end, I just change it a little bit, and that's it. But otherwise, um, the middle parts—that's all I really have to edit. Okay.
1: I remember when writing, we would try to, you know, the teacher used to say, just write the story, just get through it, and then at the very end, uh, try to come up with a really good title. Um, does that happen? This kind of uh, thing when it comes to making videos, and especially with sharing it on, you know, things like YouTube.
0: Well, I think that. It has to come, like you said, in the writing process, yeah. right? So once the script is done or once the idea is done, then I, then I kind of have to have a, a title ready. Um, so I think that's where that's going to come from. I don't usually change it because a lot of times I'll actually say it in the video. So I'm not going to say like, you know, how to do whatever in like, you know, four easy steps or whatever, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to make the video saying like, you know, uh, avoid these mistakes or something like that. Right? So I do have to kind of follow along with what I said in the video. So, yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, but the, but the editing process, I think it's the one part that people, um, they probably underestimate either the importance of it or the amount of time that they would need to spend. Yeah. So making the video itself and shooting the video itself is probably a lot less time because your video might only be like, you know, two, three, four minutes or whatever. And it might only take you in total like 15, 20 minutes or maybe half an hour to get that done. But you'll have to expect like four to five times longer than that to actually edit the video. Mm. So I think that's the reality of, of editing it. And so you'll see that some people don't take that time. And what happens is that you'll see these videos where they're just like one long unedited shot, yeah. right, of somebody talking. And so that's where I know they didn't bother editing it at all, right? So, it, it yeah, it doesn't work as well.
1: Yeah, and probably still like to get it where it's only four to five times longer than the actual shooting, you probably have to do it a fair amount of times to get sort of some Yeah,
0: I mean, it does take, yeah, sure. Yeah, Yeah, sure, it does take some sort of, you know, uh, knowledge of it and experience in doing it, so yeah, it does take some time.
1: Yeah. All right, so once the film is ready, you've edited it and it looks good, now you need to export it. Uh, Do you have any tips on that?
0: Okay, so when you export something and then you're gonna upload it to YouTube or whatever, you don't want the files to be too large. I think that's the main thing. Mm. Um, You don't have to worry too much about the file format because YouTube can handle pretty much any file format, but the most typical file format is called MP4, which I think most computers or most editing software, they'll export to that file format. And then you always want to export at the largest size uh, or the minimum largest size that I would think is the uh, 1920 by 1080, which is what people call 1080p. So that's sort of the HD quality, you know, people are expecting because uh, people watch things on, you know, bigger TVs nowadays. They watch them on bigger screen computers, whatever. Um, You know, it's just not a good idea to have, like, smaller size uh, videos. And I don't know that it makes a difference in terms of, you know, loading times, but uh, it could as well. So MP4 format, 1080p, that's the typical uh, way that I would do it. And most editing software even even has a, a YouTube exporting function that you know that you found out about where you you know just use like the YouTube export function and that'll usually do it for you and also upload it for you at the same time so you you know a couple easy steps there okay. if you're editing on your phone for example there's also uh, a YouTube exporting function probably you know for example on the iPhone there's already in iMovie they have uh, a YouTube exporting function so pretty easy to do
1: okay and what about this whole 4k thing I, I hear about this coming out I mean do we need to does that mean anything?
0: It only means something if you are, I guess if you're going to put something on a huge, gigantic screen. Um, and even then, it's not it's critical. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, people have been shooting feature films on their iPhones, so I don't know that you would even think about having 4K. The quality of the video when it gets shown on YouTube or whatever, people don't notice the difference. Yeah. If you light it properly, it, it, you know, if you light it properly, if you... Um, I guess get the colors right or whatever. It's going to look fine. It's going to look just as good. Everything's in focus. It, it, there's really no discernible difference. Um, they've even done tests where they've uh, put, you know, a, a super expensive, like $10,000 camera or whatever the price was, up against like a $200, $300 uh, consumer-level camera, and the consumer-level one, you know, to Francis Ford Coppola even said he said looked better. Who? francis ford coppola the guy that made like the godfather
1: oh yeah sorry <laughs>
0: <laughs> anyway it was at a film oh. festival or something it was yeah. at like a film festival right yeah. and uh they showed like uh they showed you know they showed a uh, video shot on the really expensive camera the ones on the really super cheap one and people chose the cheaper one oh. as the better one so you know people don't know okay it's only people that are like you know, I guess these uh, video gurus or whatever, they'll be like, oh, that's not 4K or that's not, you know, really great or whatever. But for the most part, no one's going to notice. Okay.
1: So unless you want it on a billboard on the highway. You're, even uh, that.
0: Oh, Yeah, even that, shoot. no one's going to okay. notice. Like, honestly, people are not going to notice. Um, you know, people see these videos, they look super clear or whatever. Um, a lot of that has to do with uh, lighting. Mm-hmm. It has to do with uh, lenses. Um, you know, th- those are probably the main reasons why it looks clean and nice. Mm. If you see the videos by Bentley where they shot them on the iPhone 5, I think, or the 5S or even the, I think it was the 5S or 5, I don't remember which one it was, but it wasn't, you know, the 6 or the 6S. I mean, for them to shoot those on that phone and then have that go out to the world, I mean, I think it shows pretty good, you know, confidence in the quality of the uh, of the final product. So
1: Okay, Carl. I think we geeked out pretty good here uh, on the technical side. Why don't we just leave some uh, action steps that people can take if they're listening to this and they're thinking, "Okay, I'm going to go. I'm going to go ahead and shoot a video for my business."
0: Right. So, aside from all the other stuff that we've talked about in terms of researching and getting ready to actually make the video, now that you're going to actually shoot the video, you have to be really organized in terms of the equipment knowing what you're going to need and understanding how it works. So you probably want to practice it a little bit and, you know, sort of do a couple of test runs to make sure you really understand how it works and what it can do, what its limitations are, uh, and then get everything kind of ready. So if you're going to go on to a location, you know, make sure that location is available at the time. It's appropriate. You might have to change if it's too noisy or something's not right at that time. Uh, your lighting, for example, we didn't even talk about technical, you know, lighting, how that works, but... You know, things like that, where you're gonna have to get your lighting properly set up. So number one is just make sure that you're really ready to go, that you know the equipment and you're ready to go to actually make the film. Uh, the second thing is make sure that you are that you get really stable shots. And I don't know that I can emphasize, overemphasize how important it is, but try not to have shots where you're holding the camera. Um, it's, you know, for the most part, it's not gonna be that stable looking, but if you can make it really stable, fine. But for the most part, make sure you use a tripod and get really stable shots mm. the third thing is make sure your video is properly lit I know I mentioned lighting very quickly in step number one and action step number one but really critical because if you don't have the video properly lit you're not gonna look right so people, people are gonna be like what's wrong with the video because we're so used to seeing good videos now on YouTube wherever that if it doesn't look good people are gonna know mm. so and also um, your audio make sure that's done well you know you get good audio in there as well because you can't fix those things in editing you cannot fix if it looks badly lit if it's dark or whatever you try and increase the brightness or whatever it doesn't look good and even the audio if you try and fix it it will not sound right so you know it's a myth that you can just sort of fix things in editing that'd be number three Uh, number four is I think that technically how you want to do this the easiest way is to film yourself talking just talk into the camera, do it, and then add in the B-roll, which are the secondary shots that support your the visuals. Uh, film those, and then add those to your video to kind of um, fill in these visual, I guess, gaps or help people understand what you're talking about by using B-roll. Then that way, it's not just a one continuous shot of you talking. Mm. And then finally, for editing, number five, I guess the last one would be editing. Keep it really simple. Don't get too fancy, don't look at other people's videos where they've got like this super crazy editing and think that's what I have to do. What you need to do is get make sure that your video tells the message that you want people to know. And so typically a really simple edit, you know, between you talking, cutting away to, you know, what you're showing people is fine. And then also when you watch your when you watch your clips, ask yourself if what you're including is really critical. If it's absolutely necessary to have it in there, if not, then just get rid of it. And most of the time, I'll get rid of more stuff than I probably end up keeping. Um, and then the final thing there is just to make sure that your audio levels are okay. So, a lot of times you might record into your camera and think, okay, well, the sound's okay, whatever. But, you know, once people listen to it, it's not as easy. And not all speakers on computers are really good. If you're on a laptop like mine, the speakers aren't that loud. So, you want to make sure that the audio levels are, you know, set properly. So, usually I'd say they should max out at like maybe minus. Three or four decibels. And you kind of see on the little meter there, it's usually going up to like the top of the, usually some sort of green level or some sort of yellow level or something like that. And that's where you kind of want to max it out. So, yeah. And
1: you, you so like you just don't want it to go on the uh, the, red, the red area.
0: Right. You don't want it to peak and you, want, you don't want it to hit like, you know, a, a, a peaking level where it's like red or it goes up to like zero. You want it to max out at say like minus three decibels. Okay. Very kind of thing. Cool.
1: All right. And then once you have all this done, have someone look at it, I would say, before you post it anywhere, you start marketing
0: it. Yeah, and actually one sort of bonus thing to do is to create your own thumbnail image because when you upload to YouTube, they'll just take like the first, they'll take like a a shot, a screenshot of your first two seconds, I believe it is, uh, the middle part somewhere and then the final, like just before the ending two seconds, Mm. they'll take one of those and use that as your video thumbnail. So, what I suggest is to make your own video thumbnail. Okay.
1: Well, right,
0: so either good. take a right so either take a photo or capture your own screenshot of some part of your video that you can use and then overlay some text with it, even in like PowerPoint or you know some really simple um, photo editing thing where you can add some text. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, I just use um, um, keynote in my on my Mac to do the uh, the video thumbnails. But at least it's a customized one and then you upload that and then it looks a lot better when people see your video they see like a custom thumbnail with the with the text and title right on there i think it looks much better
1: okay well cool man and i think that's something that we're going to go into more detail uh next week when we talk about distribution about the video
0: all right yeah that should fit in well with that
1: all right thank you sir
0: And that is this episode of the Brand Ballers podcast. Be sure to subscribe to get fresh new episodes each and every single week. And please let us know if you have any questions or topics that you'd like us to cover. Thanks for listening to Brand Ballers, learning to build a brand that people understand.